0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Got Next Podcast. So, uh, we are continuing our conversation with our um, first round playoffs. Uh, Like we said before, Carlos and I tried to keep that first podcast to an hour and a half total. We failed because after an hour and a half, we barely just got through the Western Conference. So, we're going to split it up. Um, We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference now so we apologize for the length of this, but I mean we were just on a roll, we just kept talking. This is the first time we're doing this, so we're not very good at keeping on track, it... staying on message, keeping on time, all that stuff. So yeah, let's it... kick. Sorry, this really
1: ahead. was just before we start, this really was a representation of our really conversations. Yeah, yeah. Back
0: in it... our college dorm. It really so, is. It's just a mean, peak. Yeah i mean
1: two basketball nerds you know
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i mean if if ryan singh is listening to this then he could attest this is definitely what it was like (laughs) and if my girlfriend listens to this which she probably won't she can attest to this too while rolling her (laughs) eyes um but yeah so i mean yeah so this is basically like the point of our podcast we wanted to be A real basketball conversation between two guys who just are passionate about the game. So, let's kick this off. Milwaukee, Orlando. I don't foresee this being very long, though. (laughs) Truthfully. No.
1: Milwaukee's too good for Orlando. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see any... It's gonna be like last year's Milwaukee-Detroit. No one really watched it.
0: Yeah. Bucks won by a million points every game. (laughs) Yep. I mean, the Bucks this year, their defense was insane. I mean... They were first in offensive rating by a really solid margin. Their point differential was by far like the best in the NBA. They're ninth in offensive rating and first in defensive rating. I mean I I, I don't know what else to say. I will so let's there is some stuff I do want to talk about just cuz there's a little more to this than I initially thought. So mm-hmm. just to briefly touch on Orlando Obviously, they have some solid players. Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and DJ Augustine. They're coached by Steve Clifford. And Orlando is actually 10th in defensive rating, despite poor personnel. Which is not a surprise, considering that Steve Clifford is their coach. Great defensive line. He's a
1: good coach. He's a good coach.
0: Yeah. I haven't watched them too much, so I don't know their schemes as much. But I think that that defensive rating really shows that they have good schemes. Because if they don't have guys who are solid defenders and they're that good on defense, Then they and Steve Clifford is their coach, so they must have this really solid um, defensive strategy. Now, last year, Milwaukee versus Toronto. How did Toronto beat Milwaukee?
1: Yeah, they, they just put a wall in Giannis.
0: Yep. The wall. They the built wall. the wall. <laughs> and Mexico is going to pay for the wall. <laughs> we should cut that out. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. We're I'm not here. trying to be i'm not trying to make a political statement that was just my donald trump impression but yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, not trying to make a political comment here but yeah i mean the way the after stopped uh Giannis was making the wall and i remember we had a lengthy conversation about that series about how that can be prevented right what were, what were do you remember some of the things we talked about what were some of the things that we thought Giannis needed to do or the Bucks needed to do to make sure that doesn't happen as much.
1: I'm trying to remember this conversation. I can't remember it. <laughs> but I, just for me personally, I was just, I was thinking last year that Giannis can't. Like, I feel like he either like goes all the way to the cup or he doesn't have like an in between game. He has like this one move where he just does the Euro step.
0: So yeah, he's he's effective, but all he does is bully ball. That is obvious. Yeah. Um, better passing, not really. A little bit. He's a little bit of a better passer this year, but not by a big margin. Um, and then the last incremental thing incremental increase. Incremental increase. I think just from more experience. There's one more thing that we talked about that would have been huge. And we both liked this a lot, I remember. No, I don't remember. It was uh, <laughs> elbow touches. Mm hmm. So playing him instead more like at the pinch at post. top of the key. Yeah, exactly. So instead of being on the perimeter where they can form a really good wall, if he starts at one of the elbows, they can wall him off a little bit. But But they're already close to he's already close to the yeah, basket. Yeah, he's so close to the basket that they have to really collapse in. He can find a shooter or if he has space, it's one dribble. He's there. Yeah. Technically he doesn't need to dribble, but you know, he traveling. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, one thing that Giannis has made a change, the box have changed, is their elbow touches. So, last year Giannis had three and a half elbow touches per game. This year, that's up to Ooh. five point six, and his assist rate went up from fifteen percent last year to thirty percent this year. Ooh, so that's okay. that's going to be huge, and I and they don't want to show their hand too much, but that's a, that's significant. That's almost. Well, it's not quite double, but that's like 150% increase in elbow touches. And with that's the way they... Yeah. And the way the Bucks play now, they're not as rigid. It's not just Giannis dancing, drawing a double kick out to a shooter. Brooke Lopez posts up. More of their guys go off the dribble. Um, they're better defensively, especially since Wes Matthews is a better defender than Malcolm Brogdon. And Dante DiVincenzo has just made significant improvements. Um, he's a good player. He's so good. He's made a huge step, and that's huge for them, because the Bucks are a deep team. They've got a they really lot made of up,
1: stuff. They made up. Well, they made up for losing Brogdon. I feel. Oh, they absolutely Although, did. we watched a couple of games against the Raptors last year. He, Brogdon was a key player, so we'll see he how that, how that translates in the playoffs. Yeah, because uh, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna play the same amount of, of guys.
0: Yeah. Because offen- obviously, offensively, Brogdon is superior to Wes Matthews. But Wes Matthews is a significantly better perimeter defender. And that's going to match up against all the wing guys they may face. Um, I remember this one play. I watched the Bucks game versus the Heat. And Duncan Robinson, um, which we'll talk more about him when we talk about Miami, he loves to do this thing where he does a handoff with Bam at the top of the key and just pulls up. Yeah. Wet- Duncan Robinson ran that three times, and Wes Matthews contained it all three times, Ooh. which I was really impressed by. So, um, I don't think we need to delay the prediction anymore. Um, how quickly do you think Milwaukee's going to beat <laughs> <in> Orlando?
1: <laughs> Milwaukee in two. Milwaukee in two. <laughs> Four. It's this sweep. I think this is my only sweep that I predicted so far.
0: Yeah, I predicted a sweep as well. I just. Orlando's poor offense versus one of the greatest defense of all time. I'll take that match as well. I think it'll Orlando. Be inter- yeah. It'll be interesting. They I have, think Orlando's going to play hard. I respect them a lot. I just. Milwaukee's too good.
1: Yeah. So Especially since they lost uh, Isaac.
0: Yeah, that so... sucks. Jonathan Isaac is the perfect person to form a wall. He probably wouldn't have guarded Giannis. No, is, I take that I back. Mean, he would have guarded Giannis, it, but... It just makes it much more difficult for them.
1: Yeah. They have, they have this Buksovic fault. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm a Jonathan Isaac fan, too. I, I, he's such a good defender. One-on-one and help, you know, get, get better soon, Jonathan Isaac. I hope, I hope he recovers from his ACL real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, okay, next, next one. one. I think the rest of these are going to be pretty interesting in the East. Because next, we have Miami and Indiana. Yes, this, this is PJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler. Yeah, PJ Jimmy Butler. <laughs> um, I wanted to start off this segment by saying, uh, Derek Jones Jr. I'm glad that all you have is a neck strain that looked like a pretty scary crash, but I'm glad that he's relatively okay. For, I think he has a concussion. Does he have a concussion? I did, I forgot.
1: I didn't really, I didn't see. I didn't yeah. see if he had
0: one. But yeah, will I, he, did they say he'll come back by the game one? I, I don't know if he will, but. Uh, either case I'm just I'm really happy that you're that Derek Jones is okay relatively speaking, sure. nothing serious. So that's awesome. Um Miami. Uh what do you think their offensive rating is? What is their ranking? I would say I would think they're pretty decent. But Yeah. What do you think? Are their they ranking top is? Yeah. Oh.
1: Or this, this Is it the 7th place that we thought the Lakers were?
0: Yeah, they're 7th. Their offensive ranking is 7th. Wow. And their defensive ranking is 11th. That's pretty solid. I mean, I think from the offensive standpoint, after watching several of their games, it's no surprise. They move the ball so well. They look yeah. like the 14 Spurs. Obviously not as necessarily talented, but it looks like it. it they're good. Um, they are good. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero off the ball. Looks like Reggie Miller. I mean, they don't even run plays sometimes. If Bam's at the top of the key, they're just going to dump it to him and run the off point until center. they get a shot. <laughs> point center. I fucking love Bam Adebayo. I knew he was going to be this good last year. Because I've seen him. like He can handle the ball. He makes good passes. I knew that once he figured it out, he was going to be an all-star. I predicted that he was going to be an all-star this year, and I was correct. Bam. I love Bam. The Bam? Bam Bam. Bam
1: Bam.
0: Solid player. <laughs> He's really
1: good.
0: He's to, really good. They, dude, Goran Dragic comes well off coached. the bench. Well yeah, coached. that's
1: actually that's actually quite crazy. They have what Kendrick Nunn starting, and they have Goran yeah. Dragic
0: twenty point They're, threat yeah. off the bench. I mean, this this is their bench: Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Andre Iguodala, Kelly Olynyk, Andre Iguodala, Myers, Leonard, Derek Jones Jr. That's their bench.
1: That's a good That is a good bench. Least, is a some of those guys could start.
0: Bench. And for some reason, Jay Crowder I learned how no, to fucking shoot.
1: I had no idea Udonis Haslam was still on this roster.
0: Yeah, good veteran presence. <laughs> um, but yeah, for some reason, Jay Crowder learned how to fucking shoot. Not in Boston. That not he was done in, in this. He shoot, Now he shoots like what, 30 something percent? God damn it. Where was this you in Boston, cool dude? <laughs> Instead he got, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I mean, obviously, Crowder's a great defender, but damn, man. Sucks that he couldn't shoot in Boston. We would have loved to keep... I would have kept him if he learned how to shoot. Shit. I think Boston's in a good spot, though, right now. Boston's in a good spot. We'll get to him. We'll we'll get to him. We'll get to him. So, um, anyway. So, I think this Miami team is really solid. Um,
1: They're very solid.
0: They're so solid. I think this is... They're going to be a huge threat. Like... To anyone who they play. To anyone they play. Um, but talking about Indiana, um, I'm just going to make the prediction. TJ Warren's the bubble goat, so Indiana's going to win in three. Um, <laughs> TJ and TJ stands for Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> T, T. Jordan Warren. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. I I honestly didn't see TJ Warren getting this good. Um, I remember watching yeah. him a couple times in Phoenix. He had a solid mid-range, mid-range game, but not much elsewhere. Like, wasn't solid at getting to the hole. Wasn't solid at three-point shooting. But, yeah, he's, he's good, man. Crazy that he was traded for cash considerations. <laughs> yeah, what really. a steal. Huge steal. My God. That's up there one of the most lopsided trades. I think, yeah. 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 Whoever, whoever traded him, was it, was it Phoenix? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, you fucked up, Phoenix. Could have gotten someone else. Damn. That's a twice they they already fucked up
1: twice in this pod.
0: Yeah. For... What a waste. <laughs> yep. Yep. Man, Phoenix. I mean, I, I guess you could count the Aiton thing. I can see their point for Luca and Aton or Luca versus Aiton, but Luca's just the better player.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Anyway, what? not to, let's not get sidetracked again. <laughs> this keeps happening. Going back to the other to the other Pacers. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy Oladipo's back. Um, I was really like this
1: that storyline of him like initially not going to, not gonna play in the bubble and then oh he's gonna join him in the bubble but not gonna play and then yeah. now he's playing. That was yeah g- great for him to come back and I think that gives him a, yeah. definitely gives him a better shot in this yeah man in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Ol- Oladipo is one of my favorite players. I think he just he plays hard. I, I Ed, love that the improvement that he made. He's, he's solid. I like him.
1: Yeah, like watching him in OKC and watching him in, in Indiana is just a completely different player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, and he credits a lot of that to Westbrook. So, you know. Ironically. Um, yeah. And Indiana is. Um, Oladipo is not where he was. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just happy that he's back to being a, somewhat of a starting caliber player. He's going to get taken advantage of defensively. Because oh, he's not as sharp as he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, he's smart. He's a pretty decent help defender. He's just a step slow. That's what I think mm. he's going to get taken advantage of. He's, is he one step, half a step slow? I don't know for sure, but I think he's a step slow. And so but, I think he's going to get taken advantage of. How good is TJ Warren at defense? I have no idea. I really haven't paid attention to it that much. From the from the bubble games I've seen it kind of plays like Kawhi Kawhi Light <laughs> Kawhi Light, you? yeah, that's that's yeah. a good way to put it Yeah, What do you think of Indiana's depth? Have you looked at their depth charts? I'm looking at
1: the, the roster right now Yeah um, I mean, they have Dougie McBuckets That's always good Dougie and, McBuckets. The Hol- and, <laughs> and the Holiday Brothers
0: The Holiday Brothers, who are sharpshooters They're good shooters
1: TJ McConnell, I, they're, yeah, solid. I think they're, they're, they're solid, but they're really not solid. as deep as Miami, I don't think.
0: No, no. Yeah, I, I literally have that on my notes too here. Is like they're deep, but not Miami deep. Um, and unfortunately, the big thing that's really going to hurt Indiana here is the injury to Sabonis. Mm, yeah, of course. How could they forget? Yeah. Sabonis, that's another guy I He's, predicted. I didn't predict him to be an all-star, but man, I knew he was going to be good. I saw this coming because he's
1: like, probably, like arguably their best player this season. Probably yeah. their best player this season. I
0: think, yeah. Up until the bubble, he was their best player. Um, solid scorer in the post. He rebounds. He plays hard. Um, really sharp passer, actually. I think he's a really good passer. One of the best big man passes in the NBA. A tier down, obviously, from Jokic and um, a tier down from Bam as well. But he's solid. It, it it hurts them to not have that high-low option with him and Miles Turner. He doesn't add much defensively, but he could have been a matchup nightmare for Miami. And not having that, yeah. their center depth is really thin now because they have to play Goga Bitas Day. which he's a rookie. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, he's a rookie. He's solid, but he's gonna get eaten alive.
1: Yeah, there is this report where they didn't rule out rule him out coming back. But yeah. it, does, it doesn't seem optimistic, the report.
0: Yeah. They, I think that initially coming into the bubble, they were going to try to get him in, but he's not recovering as well. I think it's plantar fasciitis. Is that what it is? Oh. Which he'll probably get better, but that's just it's, that's a nagging thing, and that gets really rough if that's the case. Mm. I don't know if that's it for sure. I, I don't know. Um, Wait, let me look for his injury. Yeah, sure. Sabonis could have been a nat- matchup nightmare because he would have been guarded by Crowder. Um, hmm. And then, I mean, he probably would have been counteracted with Kelly Olynyk or It Myers, is plantar Leonard, fasciitis. It is plantar fasciitis. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. No, it's all good. Um, they would have counteracted him. Oh, you know what? They probably would have put Bam on him and then maybe Who'd they you put probably would have put Crowder on Turner because Cr- uh, Turner is just really a pick-and-roll man and a shooter. Mm. which I like Miles Turner. He's a solid defender. A really good defender.
1: I agree, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Solid Yeah. Solid team. So, no, I just wanted to... That being said. That being said, what's your prediction?
1: This one I'm leaning towards Miami, especially considering um, the last last Miami-Indiana game, the one that actually mattered, I think, maybe, like, Four days ago, or something—not the one that—not the one before the bubble ended, but a few yeah, yeah. TJ Warren got locked down. <laughs> if he, he had twelve <laughs> yeah, points yeah. at halftime and had zero
0: mm-hmm. the second yeah. half. Yeah,
1: that doesn't bode well for them. Yep, maybe he's starting to cool off. So, not sure where yeah. that. Where, where with, with, with what with you were saying where all the depots score, um, not being, <clears throat> not being where he was before. I don't see. I'm not sure where they'll get most of their. I mean, they'll have to rely a lot on Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Produce yeah. To do some of their offense. So I think Miami's the better team here.
0: Yeah. And I have
1: them winning in six.
0: Yeah. I'd agree. I, I have Miami in six too. I think it's gonna be pretty razor thin though. I think the games are gonna be close. Um just because like the Sabonis injury, um Butler's gonna guard Warren and they don't necessarily need Butler to do everything on offense, so he's gonna put yeah. his energy in it. Um, Did you have that beef? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Miami's depth is going to be too much for Indiana to overcome. I don't know how Nick McMillan will adjust. He's a pretty good coach. He's a smart guy. Well, we'll see. Um, I do also have here, I predict one brawl. (laughs) and that's A fake brawl. brawl. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I could see a bench-clearing brawl because Miami gets under people's skin, man. Like, several of the bubble games I watch with Miami... People were getting mm. irritated with them. There's a lot of gamesmanship that Miami does. They're really rough with other teams. Okay. So I could see a bench-clearing brawl, and if there are enough technicals thrown out and ejections, or people like not playing in some games, that could swing a series. That will definitely swing a series. So I think yeah. I think Miami will win, but I'm also not ruling out a bench-clearing brawl. <laughs> <laughs> that That could change the series. Like, I... <laughs> As funny as that is, I really think that could happen. Interesting. I think um.
1: <laughs> I know I, it's kind of out there. I, I, but... I,
0: I didn't. Know... I don't think it's that out I there. I didn't know
1: this. Uh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice those bench antics that you're talking about. So I mean, I will yeah. definitely look out for it now that you have
0: mentioned it. <laughs> I watched Boston <laughs> Miami. There was one. I watched another game where Miami Indiana obviously had one. Like Miami gets under people's skin, man. Like they they're rough. They play the Pat Riley way. Rough up teams, they do as much as you can in this. Yeah, this league, yeah, yeah. So let's move let's on. See. This this is a series that I'm really excited for. Boston, Philadelphia. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Yes, the rematch of two years ago. Rematch and like, the, yeah. I mean, this is a rivalry team. This is a rivalry matchup. I'm so happy about. it. Hell that. yeah, yeah. Um, sucks so Ben we,
1: Simmons. Uh, won't be able to play.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah but does it suck though? I mean... <laughs> I'm mean, I a Celtics. Full... I'm I'm for the Celtics. So, I'm a Celtics fan. You the full, the full... The full um, yeah. The full yeah. matchup there. The full team there. I know. Because now, like, Philly fans who can be some of the worst fans. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying... And that's coming from a Boston fan who definitely have the worst fans. Um <laughs> Philadelphia guys would be like, "Wow, well, we didn't have Ben Simmons, so you only beat us because we didn't have our our second best player." I was like, "Yeah, we we've done that before, though. We've beat you yeah. with Ben Simmons yeah. and Joel Embiid, so you can suck it." Um, but um, if we start just since we have mentioned Simmons, we could talk about Philly. So um, I think offensively it'll be interesting because now they're gonna have more space because they'll they'll put in more shooters now. They're, they they yeah. substituted him for. Uh, is Shake Milton a good three point shooter? I think he is, right?
1: I think so. I'm not sure. I think
0: I think he is. Um we to suck him up. first of all, Shake. What a name. <laughs> Great fucking Shake. name. Oh yeah, excellent three point shooter, forty three percent. not super high volume, but good enough. It's spacing. So that's Horford good. against
1: that-
0: Yeah. Horford against his old team. That's true. Josh Richardson. Yeah. Josh Richardson. I mean, Horford and Josh Richardson aren't the most elite three-point shooters out there. They're serviceable. They can definitely space the floor though. Yeah, there'll be more space on the floor than there would be with um with Ben Simmons. There's just no shooting there. Um Yeah, Josh Richardson 34%, Al Horford 35%. So they're serviceable and then Tobias Harris can shoot. We know that. Hmm. So um their, their offense might actually be more dangerous because they're obviously going to run everything through Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris is a solid player. He's going to take stuff off the dribble. Josh Richardson is solid, not great. Um, Mike. Who's going to yeah.
1: play? Mike Scott, Alec Burks.
0: Mike Scott, Alec Burks. Alec Burks is a solid player off the bench. I think that was a good pickup for them. They needed, they needed some bench, bench offense, and I Cork think they Moss. got that with him. Quark I like him. He's a good player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like Quark um, that
1: Toronto Philly game the other
0: day when the benches
1: were just playing. Yes,
0: I didn't. Even, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't just, even watch the highlights of that.
1: The, the, I don't know if you saw the clip of the play of the the benches like really they're really into it. Oh, sure. the bench of Toronto, the starters of Toronto on the bench, and the starters of Philly on the bench were
0: cheering on their respective teams. Oh my God! <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I feel like generally in the bubble, teams have been a lot more engaged on the bench. In general, like... There's less distractions but you just have to watch. Yeah, there's no no cheering squad behind them. Like, there's no crowd. So when they're making calls like that, it's not like there's anything drowning them out. Their voices will actually be heard. So I think... yeah, And because there's no crowd behind them, they have to kind of create their own energy. Yeah. Which, Which I've actually really enjoyed. It's nice. So it'll be interesting to see where Philly is on offense without Simmons. The place that I... Am concerned about with Simmons being hurt is obviously their defense.
1: Yeah, they, that's he's their best perimeter defender,
0: by far, and he's their best um, help defender.
1: I don't know um, who else. Like they could probably throw Tobias Harris on one of Tatum or Brown.
0: Yeah, yeah, they could, but he's not <laughs> who the other one. He's no Ben Simmons. He's solid. He's yeah, adjustable. exactly. He's no Ben Simmons.
1: I think No one else. I mean, like, will you will they trust Mike uh Ty Buell to? On his, in his first playoff to,
0: yeah,
1: that kind of defensive matchup, I mean, they probably probably have to, but I'm not sure he'll do well considering he's NI. a rookie.
0: I love Ty Bull. He's, I mean, Ty Bull is a very appropriate name. He's a bull. He's awesome on defense. Like he, I he's not afraid of the matchup. He's gonna take on the challenge regarding Tatum or Brown. Um, I still think he makes a couple of rookie mistakes when it comes to help. Like he's missed, he's missed some rotations, and playing against the Celtics, that's going to be huge. Um, and at the same time, who's going to guard Kemba Walker? Yeah. I mean, I they, guess Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson could do it. But, Josh
1: Richardson's decent, I think.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a pretty good defender. I, he puts the effort. Um, but I think Kemba's going to take advantage of that. Um, and even if they do, Gordon Hayward has looked so good in the bubble – um, J- Jalen Brown has continued to look good in the bubble. Marcus Smart um, is going to take on the challenge. I'm afraid the Celtics are just overloaded with perimeter guys. They easily have the best five-man perimeter rotation of anyone in the NBA. And I don't think it's particularly close. Mm. Maybe the Clippers, but this is five solid guys who can create shots for themselves and for others. Mm. Just that combination, I don't know. Um another th- another thing too is that Ben Simmons they lose that matchup advantage against Kemba Walker. That's something that they mm. can take a- advantage of offensively, they just don't have that anymore.
1: No, but I think if if Ben Simmons is going to play they're probably going to they're going to they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're probably going to put Walker on Richardson probably.
0: They definitely would have, but I think Philly would have tried Again, to get that matchup.
1: Right, right. They're going to You know, I mean they would
0: have like pick and pick and pick and pick and pick and pick until right. Kemba has to switch on them. The Celtics so are very good out.
1: though at, um, I don't know if you see that recent video from Coach Daniel, the Celtics are very good at mm-hmm. late switching or... Oh, they're so forgot, good at that. Late switching yeah. or, you know, switching out of a mismatch before yeah. it, it's a taken, they can get taken advantage of.
0: Off-ball switching is awesome. like yeah. they're, they're, they're one of the Brad best Stevens at that for sure. Brad
1: Stevens taught them really well. So that. well.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Another thing we have to talk about in regards to Philly is Joel Embiid, because he just sprained his ankle and he just hurt his hand, and I assume he's going to play in the playoffs. But how effective is he going to be?
1: I didn't even hear. I didn't hear about that. That's that's yeah. No. So he
0: hurt his hand again, and the X-rays are negative. So I assume he's going to play. I don't know if it's shooting hand, if it's the one where he dislocated his finger this season, but even just the ankle injury alone, he's the rim protector. How slow is he going to be? He played the other day. He did. That I think uh, that's when he hurt his hand. Yeah. And
1: he definitely has something to prove in this playoff, so it kinda sucks if he's not gonna yeah.
0: play. And I mean, playoff Embiid's a thing. He's gonna he's gonna haul ass, he's gonna fight and claw and compete, but man, he's his body at twenty five years old is banged up. Yeah, he's too, he's still very injury prone. He is. Uh, I'm trying to look at the injury report for Philly. It doesn't look like he's listed on here, so I assume he's going to play. But he hurt his hand for sure. He didn't return he after ret- that.
1: He returned it after uh, after the sprained. He played on Wednesday. Yeah, but then he left the game because of the the yeah. right hand issue. Okay. But then he didn't he didn't leave the game to have it treated. He was still on the bench watching, even though he didn't play. But I. Yeah. I'm guessing they didn't play because, as I was saying earlier,
0: they were just yeah. playing the
1: bench players. They can't
0: lose him. Um, and the X-rays are negative, so it's not broken, which is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Embiid's banged up. Is he going to be elite on defense? Because they need him to protect the They need the to him
1: to be, yeah.
0: They have Horford, And he's going to carry but, their offense. <laughs> and he's going to carry their offense. His shooting is probably going to be off if, his, if there's something on his hand. So that's pretty significant because Tice is probably going to get beat up
1: I hope he does, I hope Embiid just for the sake he shouldn't be you know jacking trees.
0: <laughs> yeah, Embiid honestly, I think looking he can at the Celtics, he should be. Yeah, he eating. should be able <laughs> to like destroy Ty's. Um Barbecue chicken. Barbecue <laughs> chicken. Barbecue chicken. For sure. Um, and Kanner's not a great defender as well. A Bigger body, yep. but I just don't think that he's going to contain Embiid. So no. Embiid the has Celtics to take don't advantage. Have this- that's the yeah. weakness of the Celtics. So they're gonna play Robert and Grant Williams on him, too, probably. But Grant Williams <laughs> is definitely barbecue chicken for sure. He's way too short. My oh, God, Robert Williams too. There's just no solid matchup for Embiid. I think the saving grace for the Celtics is the rest of their schemes. It's not so much the one-on-one guarding. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be Joel Embiid is not very solid as a passer, passing out of the post. He's he still doesn't read passing lanes very well. He misses passes. He's not the best decision maker. So when the Celtics aren't going to hard double him, they have so many long guys that are going to dig down on him and make him shoot a post-up fadeaway or they're never going to leave a shooter wide open. And Philly shooting isn't that great. It's good. It's not great.
1: Yeah. So that's more the, um, the Philly side. So do you think they can generate enough offense without Ben Simmons? I mean, a, a lot of that's transition, right? So...
0: A lot of it is transition. Um, I don't
1: know if they have a, someone who can do like half the job that uh, Benson is. Yeah. So,
0: so uh, the thing, yeah, the thing that'll be tougher for the Celtics is the shooting, because that's going to space the floor a little bit, and that's one of the concerns I have. Because mm. their av- above average, average to above average shooters could become better shooters. And Ho- they have, and Horford can. Um... Oh, Horford
1: has experience with the Celtics, so he could
0: probably... Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, if if the Philly decides to play high-low with um, Horford and Embiid, that's, jo- Joel Embiid's going to get solid post position. No one is tall enough to guard Al Horford without compromising the offense. Like yeah. If four of their five wing guys isn't on the floor, that's a win for Philly. Like if Grant Williams, Robert Williams is playing with Canner and Tice, that's a huge win for Philly. Yep,
1: exactly.
0: Horford is a like a really smart player. He's gonna take advantage. You can all, so
1: that, he has had the best season with Philly, so that's the only
0: saving. Yeah, list. so that's that's <laughs> the one thing I agree. Like he hasn't had the most solid season, but I think I I believe in Horford's intelligence. He's a very sharp player. He's not going to kill you with scoring, but he's a solid passer. He's a decent defender, great leader. That's the concern. Um, mm. But moving on to the Celtics, I think Celtics is play. there anything else we want to talk about with Philly? I think those are no, the No, I think we
1: got, yeah, we, we got the big things, I think.
0: Yeah. And so with the Celtics, I think we already talked about who's going to guard Embiid. Um, they have five solid wings. That's going to be a problem for Philly, especially since Hayward's been playing well. Um, Kemba's yeah, what health. Th- Sorry, what, yeah. what was up?
1: What do you think? They, what kind of lineup will would they close with? Because their best five players
0: yeah, don't they match can't.
1: up well with with, with Philly. Like, you're gonna have smart, yeah, Kemba, yeah. and the three wings that doesn't match up well. Yeah, but that is their builder. The, that you is...
0: ideally want your five best players, right? Yeah, because Joel and Bead's just gonna destroy you. Now, if it's the the Celtics have the last possession and they're inbounding it, you play those five guys for sure. Mm-hmm. But in the last five minutes of the game, that's gonna be tough because I'm really worried because Embiid gets fouled a lot. Mm-hmm. He goes to the free throw line eight and a half times a game, and if Tice is taken out of the game, Tice can do a decent job, probably. But take him out and then it's Canner. Robert Williams or Grant Williams. And that's rough. So, Tice has to stay out of free throw trouble. I would hope their closing lineup will be Tice. It should be. I mean, they, they can't it match should up be. with any. There's no one else it, that can match There's, there's no one else. Um, so, that's a big concern. Obviously, It's a concern with them every year, even with Horford. But it has to be Tice. It's going to be Canner if Tice gets into foul trouble, which I see happening. Sorry, you
1: were saying about... Um, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, sorry. So, um... Uh, Kemba came into the bubble and he had a minutes restriction, obviously. This has been something that's nagging him since March. And obviously coming... Us seeing Isaiah Thomas, who battled through a hip thing, because this isn't like... Kemba has a ligament sprain. I think this is something more significant. I think he has... My suspicion is that he has like something wrong with his cartilage. Mm. Ligament things either they'll improve significantly improve over time, or he has to just be out and get surgery. And uh, cause I think otherwise, if he strained a muscle, someone would say it. If he strained, if he sprain, sprained a ligament, someone would say it. If you know what I mean? If it's a tendon, tendonitis, yeah. someone would say it and it could be tendonitis. I don't know. But I think that because Walker has significant valgus when he's when he jump stops mm-hmm. and basically what that means valgus, is his, sorry, what... valgus means that your knees like kind of collapse in they cave in right and if you can kind of picture a knee that means the outside of his knees like the the two parts of the joint are going to hit each other and mm-hmm. that might create a cartilage injury and that's why they call it knee soreness so mm-hmm. that that's what concerns me is that after seeing isaiah thomas Kemba's been playing really well, but yeah. that if if they don't have Kemba, I still think the Celtics have enough firepower, but they're way better with Kemba in the lineup. Definitely. Kemba's probably yeah. one of
1: their most important players. They're definitely one of
0: them. Yeah, he's...
1: If not the best player. I think he's still the best about player Tatum. over
0: Tatum. I think Kemba's still a little better than Tatum because... Um, I think Tatum is slightly overrated in that his finishing numbers have gotten better, but it's because the Celtics help him so much. Like After a pick-and-roll, Tice will screen out the center, so there's no contest (laughs) at the rim. But Tatum doesn't need that as much. It's a great scheme. It's so smart. But I think that the Celtics, Brad Stevens, really helps uh, Tatum in that regard. And as good as a shooter as Tatum is on... Pull up threes, uh, pull up mid range, catch and shoot stuff. Kemba's just as good, if not better. And he passes better. Uh, defensively, it's no contest, though. And I think that's something we got to talk. We got to talk about the Celtics defense a little more. As we mentioned, it's really good. They have all their guys are long. Um, Tatum, especially, he's probably one of the best help defenders in the NBA. They're not going to double Embiid, probably. I imagine they're going to dig and help off him. And Mm -hmm. make him have to read the defense, so nothing is blatant. Um, Brown is really good. Obviously, Smart is probably one of the best. Hayward is no slouch at this point, and Kemba will try. He's he's aggressive. (laughs) He's definitely the weak.
1: He's the weak point, but he's the weak point. But the the point guard has always been the weak point for the Celtics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kyrie
1: Thomas. Yeah.
0: I think I still think Kemba's a significant upgrade over it and Kyrie, honestly. Because Kyrie should be the better defender of those three. But he's not. He's just inconsistent. Kemba is. Kemba Kemba tries. And effort is a big thing. Because if Kemba tries, then whatever scheme Brad Stevens comes up with to eliminate mismatches is going to somewhat work. Like, he's going to hustle back to the guy to make sure that he doesn't get beat if the ball goes to his guy. He's going to try. He's going to take charges, which he's good at. So, he's... At worst, I would say he's a neutral defender, which bodes very well considering how good he is on offense.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. Here's here's a, a really interesting bit of information. Um, there are only three teams in the NBA who are top 10 in offense and defense. Who are those three teams?
1: Top 10 in offense and defense?
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm going to guess Boston since we're in this, <laughs> talking about this series.
0: Yes, Boston, Boston is one of them. them. And then the other Milwaukee. two is really interesting. Yep, Milwaukee. Yeah, third one.
1: Obviously.
0: I mean, it's between one of two teams. Who would they be? Clippers. It's the Clippers. Oh. So the Celtics are only one of three teams that are top 10 in offense and defensive rating, along with the Bucks and the Clippers. And that's not insignificant. That, I, the, I, the Mister, yeah, they're one of the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they are one of the yeah. best teams
1: in the league. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I'm not going to put too much stock in this, but it's interesting to note that I think in the 2000s, of all the teams that have won the title, the only team that wasn't top 10 in offensive and defensive rating was the 2001 Lakers. But it's because they didn't give a shit in the, in the regular season. <laughs> they
1: were fighting in the regular season. They were, her.
0: And they were certainly <laughs> top 10 in the playoffs. And You're I' three
1: one, so yeah.
0: yeah. And I imagine that that'll happen with the LA Lakers as well, because LeBron is coasting a little bit—not as much as he has in the past, but a little bit. And I think they will be a top. The 10. bubble
1: numbers probably, um, probably, probably
0: yeah, maybe. Um, so I imagine, but I think the point I'm trying to make is that Boston is clearly one of the best two-way teams in the NBA, and that bodes really well for them. Um, so, uh, prediction time?:
1: Yeah, uh, really excited for the series. This is probably yeah, on the East, my most my, my, the one I'm looking forward to the most in the East. For sure. I agree. Ooh, I, I, I kind of went spicy on this one. I I, have here, I written I wrote in my notes, Boston in five. <laughs> Whoa, Boston in five. But wow. C- considering our conversation, it might change that to six, but I still think Boston's going to win.: I do w- think Boston's I- going to win as well. The, the original thought with the five games was that Embiid. I didn't try, I, didn't, I was not going to trust Embiid to carry the Sixers enough yep. to, the, to enough yep. wins. That was my basic reasoning for that.
0: I agree with that. I think even a healthy Embiid from this year hasn't been as sharp as last year. And he's hurt, so that could be it. Um, Missing Boston's Ben Simmons. Scheme, yeah, losing Ben Simmons. Um, Boston's scheming might be too much for him because he's not that sharp at his baseline. Obviously, something that could turn the series around is the Celtics center foul trouble mm. and Kemba Walker's health. Um, but I do have Boston in six.
1: Simmons getting
0: back somehow, <laughs> but that doesn't seem. Oh to no, be. that's not. He's out. He had surgery.
1: It has to be late in this playoffs if I if I read it correctly, right?
0: Yeah, but I. I, ever, I but think that's that's probably way if, too rushed. <laughs> Even if the Sixers, every round is a seven-game series and they get to the finals, I don't think Ben Simmons would make the seventh game in the finals. Wow. He had, okay. he, he had a subluxed patella. So they said there was a loose fragment in there that they had to take out. There's swelling. Um, I don't think they did any ligament repairs. So he has to recover from that, from the surgery itself. I don't know if he'll be back. It's possible, but tight. I don't know. It's too tight. Yeah. Too tight a timeline. Yeah. All right, man. You want to close three, this three, out six. with Toronto and Brooklyn? Toronto and Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. Is the two go versus ahead. seven, right? Mm-hmm. The so, defending champion,
1: Toronto yep. Raptors.
0: Yeah. What, what are
1: start? Go. Just
0: looking at these two teams, what are your initial thoughts? Like, what what does your gut reaction tell you about the series? How it's gonna go?
1: I I I definitely favor the the, um, the Raptors in the
0: series. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a blowout?
1: I think it will be close games considering how well how well the, the Nets played in the bubble so far. Yeah. But I, I think at the end, the, the, the Raptors are still going to be too good at the end of the day. I agree. So it's going to be close games, but I think the Raptors will pull out.
0: Yeah. So they lost Kawhi this year, and that's pretty significant. Um. The best player, uh, arguably. So, even last year, the the Raptors were this solid defensive team. And average above average defensive team. And same story this year. Second in defensive rating, 14th in offense. Um, And now, Siakam is their primary driver. But Siakam, offensively, is no Kawhi Leonard. Um, No. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... They're a deep team as well. I mean, if you just look at their roster after the starters, I mean, Sergi Ibaka doesn't start. Or Mark Gasol no, doesn't start.
1: They have a very well-rounded team.
0: Very well-rounded team. Even Tatans Davis and Chris Boucher. Those two are good. They fight. They have Hollis yeah. Jefferson, Norman Powell. They're good. They're really you good. You can't
1: forget about um, three-peat Patrick McCall.
0: Oh, dude! He's on uh, a Burgos, another goat. He's another goat. <laughs> oh my God! Three straight finals. He's as good three, as Jordan. Three championships, right? He's as good as Michael Jordan. Three straight championships, Pat McCall. <laughs> Pat McCall. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, the yeah. uh,
1: the Raptors are a good team, and I think yeah. they're Smart. they're very well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, are you probably the best coach in the NBA, Nick Nurse.
0: Yeah, I. When Nick Nurse got hired as the coach last year, I really wasn't sure how they were gonna they're gonna be because I really didn't know Nurse's um, resume up until then, and obviously he's proven to all of us he's one of the sharper minds in the NBA. So-
1: Definitely, he he, he, he won a, he, won us, he won a lot of uh, praise last 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 playoffs. Yep. Um, I think the first time I really noticed him was when I think in the Magic series when he had that when the. Jeff came out of him just going <laughs> 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 that really shocked face. that he became a meme and then Yeah but he, then he yeah, he
0: yeah. He proved to be a really good coach last year. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that bodes well for Toronto. Um do you still think Toronto overall is a title contender?
1: After watching them get blown out by the Celtics in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a good look for them. But I think there's the like between Miami, Boston, and Toronto, it's they're like fringe. I mean Milwaukee's obviously a step ahead of both of those te- Uh, uh those yeah, three teams. But 100%. I think those three teams are the second tier, so to speak, of the East. So I I, I would yeah. still put them in the content in a legit contender spot.
0: I would too, for... but I think they're on the lower side of being contenders. Um, How would you rank
1: between uh, Boston, Toronto, and Miami?
0: Um, I think Boston and Toronto are pretty much even. And Miami's a step below them. Mm. Um, I don't know if Miami's actually a title contender. There's a slim chance. Just because you have to go through the Bucks. I mean, the Bucs are the team to beat by far.
1: They are definitely...
0: Um, but anyway, so I think everyone pretty much knows what Toronto is is like. So, you know, there there's not much to talk about with them here. Um we'll just see how much offense they can create. Now let's talk about Brooklyn cuz they're actually uh, of all the teams that I researched, I thought this one was the most interesting team to research.
1: It just because they're very Top C2. This season was very disjointed, especially with Kyrie coming in and out. Yeah,
0: yeah. And And so, yeah. For sure. And so obviously, we watched that Portland and Brooklyn game two days ago. Yeah. And that was awesome. That was one of the best games I'd watched all year. It was it came down to the wire. The Nets fought really hard. They're so well coached. I'm so impressed. They, like, yeah, they went through a coach change as well. That was they did. Jacques, I didn't know Jacques Vaughn was their coach, but because Kenny Atkinson was pretty good, I thought he was a smart coach, and I think it's because Kyrie didn't like him that they switched him out. Yeah, I think
1: Kyrie and so KD fucking said classic. Something both of the, I think, I think even KD said something about championship culture bullshit.
0: <laughs> I'm not, uh, <laughs>
1: I, I forget. It was, it was between. It was definitely like something. Driven by Kyrie yeah. or KD. So.
0: And, I, and I understand they both understand championship culture. But at the same time, KD, after 2017, did not participate and in fact detracted from that championship culture, as did Kyrie in 2018 with the Cavs. So, you know, oh. they really don't have the right. You don't have the right yeah. to get rid of Kenny Atkinson. Like, especially when neither of you guys are playing. Like <laughs> Yeah, especially then. And also, Carlos, you need to stop me because we're going to talk about Kyrie and I'm going to go off on these two, Kyrie and KD, but we're going to get sidetracked really fast. It almost just happened (laughs) because those two are just irritating me to no end. Like, Just because they won titles doesn't mean you are the leading authority in what decides a championship um, environment and not... Especially when you two were the big detractors into championship-caliber teams. I'm sorry, you just were. Like, the Warriors talked it... about it. The Cavs talked about it. It's no secret that you two are toxic. Potentially toxic to a championship team. They are. I'm sorry, they are. Especially when they, and they can't make up for it in
1: their, in their, if they are playing. If they were playing, they could have just made up, oh, we're we good enough on the court. But they're not even playing. Yeah. So.
0: But here's the thing, too. Do you think that the Nets are better or worse with Kyrie Irving? Oh, we're gonna go into this. <laughs> we have to. We talk, you and I briefly talked about we definitely, this. We
1: definitely talk about this all the time. With Kyrie. We talk about this all the time.
0: There's, there's definitely like the way
1: this going back to the Celtics of 2018. This year, the this year Celtics, this year's Nets. I think it's It's uh. There's enough evidence to say that. Because of the way Kyrie plays, there's something that detracts from the teammates. Yeah, especially his ball ball pounding.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was the point I was making. The ball pounding, like I think that Kyrie Irving's ball handling skills are too good. In that, he uses <laughs> no, but like my my point is is that and I remember like I I mentioned this, is that when he does all his ball pounding. He's going to pull out every trick in his deep bag to get himself space. But what that's doing is wasting time. When it takes three dribble moves to get by one guy, there's already someone at the rim to meet you. As elite of a finisher as you are, that means people can help. And Kyrie is not the best passer. He really isn't. His five assists a game overrate his passing, I think, because he has the ball so much that he just kicks it out. Because he can obviously see when someone's at the rim. He's yeah. never looking at the ball. He's that good of a ball handler. But he is not the best passer. He, his passing is not that sharp. So And for
1: as much as he gets to the rim, he doesn't also get fouled. The way he finishes. He avoids well, he
0: finishes. contact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He does avoid contact. So he's not uber efficient. And the way the Nets play. I mean, we saw it in that Portland game. They move the ball. Obviously, yeah. they need someone to be a primary driver of their offense. Every offense does. And I guess that's an argument for Kyrie making them better because they need a primary driver. But when you're detracting from your teammates where the scheme is to move the ball around and you're really just not giving a shit on defense, then you're making your yeah. team worse. In a, and that's not even taking into account all that off-court stuff. Um. So I think that the Brooklyn Nets are hurt more by the loss of Spencer Dinwiddie than they are of Kyrie. At least mm. this season. Could be different next season. Maybe Kyrie stops being a, you know, a crybaby about stuff. <laughs> He's he just a weird big. guy, but let's let no more talking about Kyrie. Let I'm going to make a pact. I'm not going to talk about Kyrie anymore. Is, <laughs> my blood pressure is up to like 160 over 120. So, How scary we, would
1: this Nets team be, though, if KD and Kyrie and Jason Chandler and Spencer Dinwiddie all played?
0: It'd be scary. They might be overloading on guys who need the ball because they also have Karis Levert, who I love. He is so good. He was really but, good yesterday. He yeah. should have driven to the basket. He should have. <laughs> but anyway. But I'm glad because I'm glad that Portland is in the play in. But yeah. regardless, I think just we're kind of getting off topic here. But I just think that, really briefly, with all those guys healthy, that is too many guys who are going to want the ball, and there's not enough balls to go around. <laughs> there are not. Enough it's balls Kyrie, Dinwiddie, KD, LeVert, all need the ball, and I don't know yeah. how that's going to go. Um, but just to talk about Brooklyn, missing a Dinwiddie is big. It he got. COVID, so he didn't come to the bubble. And they would have two creators. So if um, Dinwiddie's on one side doing a pick and roll, he can kick it to Levert, who will take him off the bounce. And he's really yeah. good at off the dribble. And that hurts, not having two guys. And Karis Levert is going to get guarded by OG Anunobi. And that's going to be rough. Yeah,
1: that's going to be hard for him. It's, he's, I think they can definitely scheme up against, the, against him. And he's basically their only threat on offense. Uh, primary yeah. threat. So Pretty much, they're like, on him. It's yeah. gonna be a difficult series for for the Nets.
0: Yeah, for sure, it's gonna be difficult. One saving grace the Nets do have is uh, Joe Harris, who does run off screens. He can mm. kind of create for himself when he runs off a screen, but it's not like he's not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson by any means. Solid player. He, has, he does lead the uh, league
1: in three point. Isn't he lead the league in three point shooting percentage or something?
0: I think he does. And so he's going to help out, but it's going to be pretty difficult for him to create that much space, um, especially since Toronto is such a great defensive team. He's going to yeah. have a he's going to struggle. LeVert's going to struggle. Um, Brooklyn Nets overall sec- 22nd in offensive rating. That was with some Kyrie, but you know, uh, limited limited. Uh, Games with Kyrie, so take of it what you will. Their offense will be interesting
1: to see how. Yeah, yeah. So
0: they're a solid defensive team, though. They're ninth in defensive rating. mm. Solid defensive team. So this is going to be two solid defensive teams versus, and it's going to be a below average versus an above average offense.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be Toronto (laughs) winning
0: that battle, I would say. Yeah. So I, I guess that segues into our prediction. What do you think? For
1: some reason, I hmm, this should be my second sweep. I think this should be a sweep, but I have yeah,
0: four or five. I
1: think Toronto. Wow,
0: you have a sweep! So uh, this is actually—is this the first? This might be the first time we've like had a significant disagreement. I have Toronto in six hard fought games. Hmm, what makes you think
1: they can still be can still be close?
0: So um, I think Brooklyn plays hard, and they play together. Um, obviously, they're both really solid defensive teams, Toronto being a little better. I think that because they're both defensive-minded teams and may struggle a little bit creating offense for themselves, the, the pace is going to be slow. There's going to be limited um, fouling on both sides, so not many players are going to shoot free throws. Um, I think because of the, both teams' ability to limit the other's efficiency, Mm. and they're neat, not very solid offensive teams, a lot of these games are going to come close. And Toronto's obviously going to execute better. They execute very well, especially at the end of games. But Brooklyn is going to fight, and I think they're going to claw. And it's mm. a it's a soft six. I think it's going to be five or six, but I don't think that the Raptors are going to sweep the Nets. Mm. Okay. That's the and it, fair, fair yeah. points. I think it... it this kind of depends on how Jacques Vaughn is as a coach too. I'm not sure how he is compared to Kenny Atkinson because Nurse is, Nurse is a very smart coach and he's going to adjust and throw things out there that you may have never seen before. And yeah. if Jacques Vaughn can't handle that, then the Raptors are going to sweep. So we'll see. I, I don't know. They still look good, even with Jacques Vaughn. So. Yeah,
1: I just think the, the, this is still a championship team. They definitely play like it. So yeah, I think yeah. that will win out, especially considering how very few the options the Nets have on, on offense. Yeah. So I think even if the games are close, that's what will win out in the end. Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry even will yeah. close yeah. close it out.
0: I could I, I could see it becoming five. I just don't see it being a sweep. Being sweep. Yeah. That's true. Um, all right. So, anything more to add in general? So that's, our, that's, our, that's, all our, that's all our series, right? That's it. We've gone through every first round series and the plan. I'm really that glad was... that we did this. That was, that was a lot of fun. It did not feel yeah. like three hours, to be honest. That was yeah, really
1: that, was, that was really fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think what we're going to do is, I know we mentioned it in the intro, but we're going to have to break this up into two pods, an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. We'll do the Western Conference first because we did all those introduction stuff there. Um. I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about uh this stuff this is pretty much what it was like when we were in college um and somewhat now when we talk on facebook messenger and stuff um
1: sponsored by facebook messenger
0: sponsored by facebook (laughs) messenger um but yeah we uh we're really glad that we did this um carlos thank you so much for setting all this up it was absolutely awesome i think our next pod is going to be the next round
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see
1: what we can
0: come up with. Yeah. Um. How many matchups are there going to be? There are only going to be four now, right? Yeah. Four. So we'll we can. I hope we can keep that under <laughs> an hour. And a half. We can get under one. <laughs> I think yeah. we can keep that one under an hour and a half. We're not going to have as much introduction stuff too. So, we'll we'll try to keep these pods shorter. We're still learning, but um, otherwise. Um, we want to know what, know your what thoughts you think are. about our
1: predictions.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. How, how off do you think we were? Um, what are some other tidbits in these matchups that we didn't talk about? Um, we want to know your opinions. Who's got next?